0: This show may contain naughty language and explicit content. You have been warned.
1: Welcome to Hammer, an Age of Sigmar podcast. Bringing you product reviews, news from the UK tournament scene, as well as some pro hobby tips. So stay tuned and get ready for some hammer to your face. Welcome to Face Hammer episode 46. It's me, Russ the Facefield, and I am joined by Terry, Paint a lot of change, Pike, and Tom, Portugal Dad Maudsley. How you going, guys? All right, yeah,
2: very good. Cool. Why Why Portugal Dad?
1: Because that's what his job was, like last week, or the week before. I was, I was, oh, was, dad, hey?
0: keep, I was keeping 12 people alive in Portugal for a week. And it was very like, Dad,
1: what are we doing today? Without the dad bit, wow. but yeah, there was a lot of that. So.
2: Just daddy instead. Yeah, just call <sighs> me daddy. I've got, I've got, I've got a meme for that. <laughs> <Go on.
0: laughs> that needs to be the episode cover. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just Sweet, with the sorted. daddy collar on.
1: <laughs> oh, brilliant. Yeah, so um, we haven't recorded for a bit because uh, some of us have been on holiday and uh, we've obviously run Face Hammer and um, been quite busy. the final. We did go to the final and uh, we will record on the final uh, once Byron is back in the country because he's gone off from one holiday straight on to another one. So um, when he's back, we will record because obviously it'd be interesting to get his thoughts on it. Um, so, yeah, today we thought we'd do a quick show. Um Talking about our prep for Blood and Glory, um, and also focusing on Tom's army, because you're taking Fire Slayers, aren't you Tom? I am,
0: yep, another new army for another event, I don't know why I do it, but uh, (laughs) here I am.
1: You're starting to, uh, I think it's when you become a master that's all you can do after that, you've just got to do a new army every event, and just like, like, swan in and play like five games, then just go no, and then walk away, I don't know.
0: I just think I've, if I don't have an event to paint something for, I'll just never do it. So mm. the more events I do, the more new armies, the more stuff I end up with painted. So yeah, that's absolutely. the plan anyway. It's a good way to go about it. Um, okay, so before
1: we get into all of that, um, so Blood and Glory, just if you don't know, is um, a big event being run by the Ben Curry, the Bad Dice Podcast. and um, The Ben Curry. The Ben Curry, that's a new one. Uh, and all his sort of—I'll uh, call them minions—because that'll upset them. Um, and <laughs> um, running some of his event, the other events there, and there's full games workshop support. If you want to know about it, we'll put a link to the website and all the rest of it on the uh, the show notes. But um, basically, there's also quite a very special um, side event, isn't there? So it's the first Shade Spire event in the UK.
0: It's the first yeah. big one. There's a few yeah. little independent store oh, okay. run events in the run up, um, but yes, it is the first, probably the first over twenty players. I'd say something well, along it, it those sold lines. sold to be...
2: sixty four already. Sixty four with an increase. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I think I think it'll be the first event using what looks like the official GW match play. Yeah, tournament pack,
1: and I think it's um, using the they're getting all the like the promo cards and the tokens and all the rest of it, aren't they? So yeah. Yeah, that should be really cool. Unfortunately, I can't play in that because I can't get the Friday off. So,
0: No, neither can I.
1: Boo-hoo. But there you go. So um, I'd be quite interested to see how that goes down as a tournament game. So uh, that's on the Friday. Um, so before we get into Tom's Army then, um, Terry, what, what are you doing for Blood and Glory?
2: I'm working... Well, I've been working on a new Lord of Change, which I've been putting up little snaps of over the last couple of weeks um i don't know if i'm gonna have it done in time for blood and glory because um there's just too much detail on the model and i've committed to painting it a certain way now so i don't want to rush it so it might be heat one january will be its first outing i'll just finish it take my time with it and then and then just get it out of the first gw event early january maybe masters depending on um what what comes first it'll probably be the masters actually but You've got a back um, I think it is happen, the masters you. you've got i change, have got you? So. yeah i have got something i can use i've always, I might get the great and clean one out again as well it, you know that that gets me a lot of painting points and stuff yeah. for Blood and glory so I might just take a bit more of a standard chilled out list I mean what I took to um the final was effectively what I'm gonna take, so it's it's, it's all right um there's room to swap in the great and clean one for some other bits, though so I might do that um. But yeah, otherwise just uh just smashing away with the with the uh the hobby. Got to, got finished off a display board, but other than that I'm pretty much done because I'm not adding any any new units. Just upgrading units effectively. You lucky thing.
1: Yeah. I had a massive wobble with my army. I wasn't sure what to take at all. Um and uh, when we were in Portugal I was like agonizing over what I could take and I was scraping up some paladors and I was trying to think, oh, how much time have I got, how much painting can I do how much do I want to kill myself? And then I just decided, why don't I tidy up some of my old death models and and take a death army? And um, I played uh, Simon at the at the final, and I quite liked some of the things in his army. And I and he asked me in DM, oh, how would you make the army better? And um, I when I was in Portugal I was thinking about his army composition, and I just decided to write a grand alliance death army. Um, get some input from, from some of the people I was on holiday with because obviously I was there with Tom and Les and Byron so there some decent Warhammer players to bounce ideas off and um, came up with a list which I'm quite happy with and um, I've got all the models painted to a basic level uh, I have decided to rebase them all uh, to paint them into the same scheme as my Nighthaunt bases and um have ordered a display board uh, unfortunately, I'm not going to get a lot of time to paint up to Blangore, so my, I might drop quite a few painting points on on the army if I don't spend the time. And I just don't think I've got the time to spend on it. Uh, but I'm not that fussed about it. I kind of just want to play with the army and, and enjoy the games, you know, because I, j- I just want to enjoy the gaming side of things. And um, I played a little test game with it last night against Carl uh, Breakspear and his Fire Slayers. So I was. Uh, managed to emerge victorious in that with them, so I was quite happy with that result. But, um, yeah, I mean, I I don't know. Perhaps I'll just go through... George, should we just go through our list, Terry, just quickly, for Blood and Glory, then we can get into Tom's army? Um,
0: Yeah,
2: like, my sort of rough list I took to um, the final, then, was the Lord of Change, the Sangor Shaman, Changeling. Um, I think that was it for Heroes. Uh, Oh, Gaunt Summoner with Familiars. Um, and a summoning pool. Um, a bear obviously. wind, you mean? A, a bear wind pool,
0: sorry. A bear yeah. pool,
2: yeah. A bear
0: <laughs> um, pool. Yeah, a 100-point summoning pool. I yeah,
2: I had plague bearers. Was. I summon plague bearers in two out of my game, two out of six, three out of six, maybe. Um, 30 plague bearers, 10 plague bearers, 10 plague bearers for battle line, uh, six sky fires, and three storm fiends of warfire projectors. So plenty of mortal wound output, plenty of shooting, and some sort of combat power in the skyfires. Mm, potentially the um, the storm fiends as well against unarmoured targets, and uh, the Lord of Change can do a little bit when he, well, when he really wants to. But yeah, it was you know probably probably similar. I might drop the changeling and scavenge a hundred points to put in the um, great and clean one. I oh, think there's changing so good though.
1: I you know, not but this isn't useful.
2: I, I think in quite a few of my games, my opponents had ways of doing stuff in the hero phase, which made him completely worthless. Like mm. not worthless, worthless, but that power of just sitting in the back of their army and giving something half move or just being a pain in the ass. They, you couldn't do because they could just lightning chariot a hero on top of him or destruction move next to him. Or I think there was one thing in the Sylvaneth they could do. He could potentially do something in the hero phase, or there like, it, it was. It, it just wasn't as good as you know, just putting in there and going, "Well, you can't do anything about it." Yeah,
1: I uh, suppose it's. So, um, yeah, it's one of
2: those things, really. But
1: I, I quite like the. Do you not think the option to have the changing in, in your deployment zone, bail-winding up, and using Gateway is a good option? though? You
2: can, but the the wording on it is a bit iffy. Whether or not you're revealed if you're in your own deployment zone. Because the way it's written, there's a comma in there that sort of might mean that you, if you deploy in your own half, you don't, you don't, you're not concealed. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Yeah, so if you deploy in your own half and they go first, they just shoot you off because you've got a five up save and five wounds.
1: Yeah, but they shoot him off, they're not shooting the Gold Summoner or.
2: And it's quite... You could outrange their Alpha Strike if they've got it. Yeah. Like you can put it burn a bit of terrain or something. I mean, there's like... The, the only issue is, is without the Fate Dice, you can't reliably summon a Bailwind or cast Gateway with him. Right, okay. That, I mean, in a zinch army, amazing, yeah, because you know you're going to get the Bailwind off and you know you're going to get a Gateway off. Whereas, I mean, you're going to get plus one from the Lord Change to cast the Bailwind and then plus two once you're on the Bailwind. So, yeah, so you. You I mean you only need a five? But yeah, it, how, many, how many times you gonna roll two twos? You know, or, or or less. So I don't know. I mean, it is and it is an option. Um, I just like the Gaunt Summoner on it so much, though, because it's just it's a beast on it.
1: Yeah, I mean, it depends but, what you're playing against. If you play something that has yeah. lots of elite stuff, like when yeah, we you we do, played, you do want if, that. if you had the the changing on a bell when
2: doing Gateway, that would have been a lot more effective than. Yeah, the only the only risk in that is you just judicator him off or venator bow him off. Like yeah. you, you've got that shooting. So yeah, uh, and, sure. in some matchups, yeah, definitely it'd be really strong. But I think against a lot of shooting, it's just a bit safer to maybe keep him hidden. But I don't know. I'll see how it goes. I'll probably just keep him in, so I don't have to dick around changing my list. Then I could just focus on you know tidying little bits up and doing my display board. Yeah, sure, uh,
1: makes yeah. sense. So. Um... Just my list then. Um, I've gone with Grand Alliance Death, um, and I've got as my general a Abhorrent Gawking King on Terror Geist. Um, I went for the Terror Geist over the Zombie Dragon because it's slightly cheaper. Um, I wanted the mortal wound output, output from the Scream and also the bites. Um, also, I like the spell, which is a five up uh, save. What's um, and... his commander ability? Uh, it summons on units of stuff, but you never use it, so it's, oh, right, it's kind yeah. of irrelevant. Um, then I've given him the command trait, um, Supernatural Horror, which means that double the amount of models flee from Battleshock if they're within 12 of him. Mm, and nice. I've given him the curse book, so he's minus one to hit as well. So uh, he's quite tanky. shooting or just, just within three, if you're within three. Yeah. Yeah, it's minus one, if you've not got the F yeah. keyword. Um, still good though. So <clears throat> the idea is that in like the kind of he gives me mortal wounds uh and a way to help break down big units if they're not immune to battleshock. Um and he gives me a spell that allows my units to absorb a double turn. Um because when you've got flesh eater stuff, if you get double turned it you don't get to heal for two turns. It it can be um can mean that your unit dies. Um so um I've then got Arcan the Black, um, and the reason... Or sorry, Mortark of Sacrament, or whatever he's called now. And the reason I've got him is uh, I have the model painted. I love that guy anyway. Uh, but also, Curse of the Years is just such a game-breaking spell. Um, like, you know, if it goes off and you, you can just wipe a unit out with it, it's the threat of it. It's so good. It's just 18 inches. He's fast. He's really good at killing like small units of, of chaffy stuff. Um... I you know so I figured well I'd run him as well. He's he's like a flying movement sixteen bear
2: moth as well, so you can catch. That's good for duality as well, yeah. isn't it? Because you can get on that objective bloody quick with move sixteen. Yeah, exactly. He's he's proper solid. Um,
1: then I've gone for a Vargolf courtier and then a Crypt Haunter courtier. Um, and they're in there to basically keep my two main units alive, and that is a unit of six uh crypt flayers, which are the flappies with a scream, which does nothing. Um and the reason I've got them is they're quick and they do mortal wounds, and then I've got a unit of six crypt horrors, which are really good against hordes or units with low armour, um, and they're very, very survivable. Um, especially with because I've got the haunter and the vargolf, I've got double double heal in the unit as well if I need it. Um, And then for my uh, core choices, my battle line, I should say, I've got three units of five direwolves. And that basically brings out the army, except for the last choice, and that is a mortis engine. And the reason I've got the mortis engine is it allows me to do an extra heal, it allows me to um, do some damage to them, it's fast as well, it does mortal wounds, um, and it's got quite a nice attack in the hero phase. It's just it's just quite a cool model as well, Um, so it's an excuse to rebase and use it. So that's what I've got for my death army.
2: It's not pool.
1: Nah, nothing. No. So so it's not. um, It's interesting, and I just hope it's solid enough and defensive enough that I can I can grind people through with it and um, and win on the strength
2: of of the list. But um, yeah, it's. I was just going to say quickly, what kills like a Star Drake in there at the moment? Curse the years. Um, I suppose. Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. And then I've also got the Banshee Scream,
1: uh, sorry, the Terra Guy Scream, the Mortal Wounds off the Mortis Engine. I've also got the Mortal Wounds off the Flayer's Attack. If they roll a six to hit, they do Mortal Wounds. So, um, but you do have something to kill it then. Yeah, they literally Stormcast, I'm not worried about playing. Um, at all and i can always just pin the star drake in combat with the terror geist and be like well i've got a mystic shield and a five up you can't actually get rid of me um because i'm a single model and you're a bit of crap against single models and i don't actually yeah. have units of hordes of infantry so um yeah not he's not brilliant then. against me um and then i can obviously the terror geist heals d3 wounds then if it's within range of the mortis engine, it's screaming It's doing the scream in the hero phase, and so there's. I've got options to do more more wounds, so I'm not too worried about star drakes and formulators, which is um, one of the reasons I think it's quite a solid list. Um, we'll see. I mean, I managed to beat the fire slayers yesterday, um, so that was quite good. It was a bit bit close in places, but it's it's that kind of army. You're going to need a bit of luck as well, but. I think it'll be fun to play with it so I'm quite looking forward yeah. to that. So that's enough about us I suppose. So Tom are you alright to go through your army list and, and what you're taking and
0: and your prep
1: for Blood and Glory
0: know, it'd be easy uh, to yeah what you to say. So this is I'm going to jinx myself here a little bit. This is the first army for Age of Sigma that I've take that I'm building as a competitive army. All right. Um, so sort if of the Blight Kings were a, a holdover from what I just had painted from sort of the back end of 8th edition, the Nighthaunt was just something that I knew I could do out quickly for Face Hammer. But this is sort of what I've been wanting to do for a while, since, well, especially since General's Handbook came out. So it's more than likely now going to be my lowest finish at a tournament because I'm actually trying.
1: <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> you've actually made the mistake of being, I'm going to try hard now.
0: But my, my thinking is i you know I'm I'm near enough there for masters. If I get one more decent finish, um it gets me there. So, you know, let's let's give it a go. See what I can do. Um so list wise, um I'm continuing the theme of having as little like variation in war scroll as possible because I don't have to remember as many rules. So yeah. we're going with um uh, so it's it's allegiance fire slayers. So reason behind that, I think the units are dirt cheap now, especially the Volkites, I think they're one of the best battle line units in the game, and the little extra little bits that they've got on the rules with the runes and things like that, just give you that little bit of flexibility that you can play turn by turn. But the list itself uh, is a Warrior Kimband, which is, um, for those that don't know, it's an Auric Rune Sun on Magmadroth, which is sort of the the baby fighty character on Magmadroth, Um, and the formation requires three units of Volkite Berserkers, so that sort of makes up the core of the army. So it's the Rune Sun on the Magma Draught, and three units of thirty Volkite. So it's the maximum that you can fit in yeah. the um, the formation. Now, formation itself gives the units within it two different abilities. So one of them is when a unit is within range of the Magma Sun um, on the on the Magma Draught uh they have to be within 10 or 12 inches and in second uh 10 inches of the uh of the the hero they fire their axes twice per is shooting that phase is
1: unit or model uh it's cuz when we uh, looked at it yesterday it said a volkite berserkers within range and it was like what well, does that mean models or units
0: cuz we we weren't sure we played it as models but the so i i am not sure so this is something that I've I've been sort of looking around to see how other people have been playing it. On the Grand Alliance, the the consensus is units. Okay. But um that is mainly a consensus of people who are playing Fire Slayers. Right, so, okay, so um I'm gonna, you I'm gonna find that out. Email
1: Ben, I
2: guess. Or Mark. Yeah. Um, I think Mark's doing the Age of Sigmar and he just just
0: give him a message, I'll tell you what what he's gonna play it as. Yeah. So it, it Either way, um, you can still get a lot of a lot of models within range of him because your your general's quite fast on the on the Magma draw. Yeah, I
1: was surprised it's movement twelve, aren't they?
0: So yeah, so with you with your run, you can you can be within range of of your army um, and still be shooting. And then the other ability that it gives the units is well, they're within six inches of a unit from the sorry five inches. Of, a, of another unit from the same formation, they can pile in D3 plus 3 inches, right. which just means these really big horde units, um, it's a lot more difficult to trap them by sort of hitting them a couple of models in the flank and right. then just watching the, the models like miles away trying to get into combat. They move sort of near enough twice as fast, yeah. getting into range of things. So that's, that's sort of the main bulk of the army. Um, other heroes, there's two basic Auric rune smiters, so they're the guys that let units tunnel and uh, deploy within uh, outside of 9. Uh, they both have the ability that lets units within 20 inches reroll to wound in the hero phase. There's one battlesmith, which is the, the standard bearer that gives you units rerollable armor saves. Uh, and there's a Grimrath Berserker, just because I like the model. Um, yeah, it's and, cool as well, isn't it? Yeah, it's a really cool model, and... He's got potential. I don't actually think he's particularly good, but he's just another hero. Yeah. Um, it's the only other way to spend 80 points is another Battlesmith, and I didn't want another one. Yeah. So I've just gone with that instead, just so it's a variation in model. And then for allies, um, this was where I was really toying with different options. So a lot of people are playing with um, Caradron allies. Yeah they're using the Wardens or Endron Riggers or even just big units of Arcanaut Company with the Skyhooks. Right. But I've gone sort of the opposite way. Rather than having something that's quite static and a, just a little bit shooty, um, I've just took the Celestant Prime. Right, okay. So just a, <laughs> just a really aggro um, single model that, again, because you've got so many things that deploy outside of 9, it gives the opponents massive headaches as to how to deploy. mm they want to bunch up. If they do, the, the prime can do a lot of damage to them. The prime can, or be like if they a game spread out as
1: well, can it? Because it's just, it's just like you could just yeah. hold it up and just go. I'm going to clear that objective off. This going to mean I'm going to I'm going to win on objective points. So,
0: yeah, he's, he's so flexible. He's the problem is that in the age that we're in at the moment with Zinch and things like that. He's eight wounds with no save, yeah, no mortal wound save. So you've got to be really careful with how you play him. Um, duality of death. He's going to be really good because he's not a Behemoth. So he um, he, heals, he benefits yeah. from the heals while he's contesting objectives and things like that. So, again, it's a model I've wanted to use for a while, and I think he fits really well into the the shock version of, of the list. I think um, he's a very
1: underused model in the current game. I mean, he's like... he. I remember when he first came out, and he was just like... He was just the Skyborne Slayers and the Prime. It's just like, yeah, it's all about the Prime. It's like Prime Time. It's like the big thing. And then he just people just stopped taking him, and it just kind of back in the wild west of AOS, and now, like, uh, you don't see... Everyone's got Stardrake
0: Heaven. Yeah. <laughs> Drake Heaven. And you, and you and you don't get both of them. No. But you do, but you don't get much else then.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, and what you say? You were saying before I interrupted you, saying that if they bunch up, you can drop the Prime early and use his um, scepter to do D3 mortals, can't you? In, like, a little cloud bubble from the early on. Yeah, it
0: just turns into a, a, a major relictor. Not relictor. Castellan. Yeah. Is that right? Haraldor. Haraldor, yeah. Hell, there eventually. Um, so he can just start, yeah, pinging off the D3 mortals on, on everything. Yeah. If they bunch up, because you just put the point, use his dice to get you a six, and start hammering away at the mortal wounds that way. Um, and then you don't have to be as aggressive with the, the slayers. So you've got that option with, with two units of 30 guys that are coming up and the prime that's coming down so much flexibility in turn one as to how you deploy, or even turn two in some cases. Yeah. And then Prime, if 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 needed, can stay up there for a couple of turns and come down and just start swinging, and uh, hopefully yeah, so, as you say, clear an objective off or something later on. So is that, in is that game, the entire army?
1: Like, you've, you've got three is, big yeah. units and then characters basically in the Magma Drop?
0: Exactly, yeah. So the scenario play is going to be interesting, because some of them with the multiple objectives, I'm just going to have to rely on the size of the units yeah. to, to help contest multiples, um, or sort of, not contest multiples because you can't, but at least put the footprint around a couple, just yeah. so that gives you the option. Um, one of the things for, for taking the Prime as well is I really wanted an army that could get the Major in Knife to the Heart. Mm-hmm. So that, in my in my head, is where tournaments are won and lost on that scenario. Yeah, So I think if you if you can manage the major on that, you put yourself at a massive advantage going forward because it's quite a hard mission to get the major on. Yeah, yeah I think totally able to being able to pop up with sixty blokes and the prime around their objective while still having thirty a character and a rerollable armour save around yours, and with the four up save from the mortals and the wounds going through, the unit's not going anywhere quickly, and it's immune to battle shock. So, oh yeah, that should be something that I mentioned, actually, item wise. So, command trait on the uh, the general on the magma droth is that all units within twelve inches are immune to battle shock. Yeah. So again, you can do some funky tailing of units to be within twelve at all times, um, or if you're not bothered about the units going forward, they can the magma droth can hang back and just protect objectives for you. The um... uh, I had something really, really good to say then but it's gone yeah. um oh, so no, for the immune to battle shock was it was a toss-up between that and the activating of the rune on a five plus yeah i think if you get that if you can activate your super rune on the right turn that can be game winning yeah but having the units so durable with actual wounds hmm. i think making them immune to battle shock just gives them so many more ablative sort of fake wounds almost, because you don't get any of those amazing saves against Battleshock tests.
1: Yeah, exactly, yeah. If
0: you're then never having to take them, unless your general's dying, then you're just keeping those units around for an awful lot longer.
1: Yeah, I found it a bit strange. that The units are super resilient, but actually the guy on the Magma jaw's actually really squishy. So if you yeah. can get into <laughs> him and kill him, then it really breaks the all the synergy of the army if you can get rid of him. Because um, that's how I basically beat Carl. I killed that model, and then suddenly his units were just crumbling to bits because of battle shock. And um, with yeah. my how um, many,
2: how many wounds has that got? Twelve, I think. Yeah, the aircraft. Well, my... Yeah, not not that. So only four up save as well, doesn't it? Yeah, four up with no mortal wounds. Yeah. save. so it's uh,
1: yes. You just got you just got to keep it protected. If you Carl kind of launched it into my army, so it it, it got killed. But um,
0: yeah yeah so that my my thinking behind it is, is more that he's probably going to die, yeah, but with the, having the prime and the two tunneling units, the idea is is to cause enough damage beforehand cause you can you can almost guarantee that he doesn't die turn one mm. and then if you can pop up, get the benefit of him for that one turn and then put yourself in a position where you're so far ahead that it doesn't really matter
1: yeah, yeah, of course, so um. You can kind of just aim to sort of get ahead in the first couple of turns, and then it doesn't matter if he goes, then does it? So,
0: yeah, exactly. So, um, um just one of the other items, sorry, no, um, because I've got the formation, I've got access to one extra artifact, mm-hmm. and that is I believe it is called the Ash Sigil, That's which is essentially spell, a spell yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a dispel scroll within 18 inches. I think being able to tunnel. Your guy with it to within eighteen inches of the key wizard, yeah, and again, just useful. stopping that one spell that one time yeah, will yeah. Make, a, make a massive difference as well.
1: Yeah, I had that against Arcan. He used it to shut down Curse of the Years, um, but then the next turn, Curse of the Years took off his big unit of uh, half guard berserkers. So it was uh, what just all the way down yeah, to the one, all the way down, take them off. <laughs> yeah, it was amazing. So. Um... Yeah. Yeah. But that that scroll is really, really useful. It's just like
0: the auto stop, the one thing you don't want going off. Yeah. It's just uh, that that that's, I think, I think the list's really good against Zeech. Yeah. And you, you just want to be able to come up and shut down the, perhaps the, usually the Gaunt Summoner, I suppose. Yeah. On that one turn. And then afterwards, you should, should be all right. But you're super resilient to Mortal Wounds,
1: aren't you? And you've got the throwing attacks on the axes, and you can double the range with the rune, is that right?
0: Is that one of the runes you can burn? Yeah, that's generally going to be your turn one rune. So you can pop up, double axe, double
1: range, double throw, I mean to Battleshock anyway, because you're within 12, you dude. And then, um, yeah, go from there. Um, I found the, the Mortal Wounds... On a wound roll of a six, is it or double damage? I think it is. It's
0: double damage. Isn't yeah, it? double damage on wound roll of a six
1: um, with the re-roll into wound as well from the the guy shaking his key at him. That was uh, that was pretty yeah. good as well. So
0: that's it. You like you get. It's really it's a really difficult one. I think we were talking about this when we were um, when we were away as to whether you want the first or second turn Yeah. With the fire slayers, because if you. If you let the opponent go first, they can spread out, they can stop you coming up a little bit, they can do some shenanigans with sort of board control. But getting that double, so coming up and activating the Throwing Axe rune, and then even if they have then spread out, you've got the opportunity to activate the Movement rune, potentially, Yeah. so that you're still sort of right in their face if you get the double turn it it's going to be it's going to really depend on the army that you play against but i think, I think it depends on the strategy as well option. yeah definitely like uh blood and glory for example you probably just want to go first deploy on the objectives and and just sort of see what happens from there. Oh, battle for, battle for the pass that one you're talking about or total conquest blood and glory it? 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 yeah it's the yeah battle for the pass is blood and uh, glory now but the other way around is no uh, border war it is now but Blood and Glory okay, sure. but yeah, I know what you meant.
1: So battle, yeah, Battle for the Past, the Diamond, the the diamond objectives—the one where you score two and then four for theirs, one for yours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that one's probably one you want to come up
0: first turn and just sit on the objectives. Or, or you you can win holding yours and theirs if they have the middles. It doesn't matter. Yeah. So you can let them come for the, the middle objectives, and then because you're in a deep board situation deploy behind them mm. with the army and then take theirs and that puts them in a really difficult position then.
1: Yeah exactly. Depends if they um if they leave their back that unguarded I suppose but
0: Yeah that's that's the one tricky thing with the army because the units are so big footprint wise yeah. um it's a lot easier to block off lanes and things like that for the tunnel. Yeah because I found even like leaving like a
1: little a little bit of the table was 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 exposed the units are so big they couldn't fit there anyway, so it wasn't like I had to be yeah. nine to the edge of the table. It was like, well I'd be nine and I can give you this like one inch like slivery bit that you could probably fit some guys in, but your whole unit's not gonna fit there, so
0: yeah. yeah. But it's quite Yeah, and you can't you can't make the choice to deploy what can fit. If it can't fit, it can't go. Yeah.
1: Do you um do you worry with your army that you don't have mortal wounds
0: outputs really? I mean, is there anything that does mortal wounds apart from the prime? Uh, no, there's nothing else that does mortals. The, the Magma Droth does some things, but oh, not against the things that you really worried about. But it's against units yeah, it, rather than Exactly, things. yeah. It suffers from the Star Drake thing, where yeah. if it's fighting a single model, it just doesn't really do an awful lot. Mm. Um, mortal wounds could be an issue. Um, they, you've got some of the runes that you can activate, which help a little bit. So you've got the Rend Rune. Um, the, i never actually mentioned the units' equipment on the, um, the Berserkers. Right. So there's going to be two, two units with the picks and shields. Yeah. So picks are already Rend 1, which means you can activate the Rend rune to get 2. Potentially Rend 3 if you get the 6, but you're never really going to count on that. Um, reason for the picks, In my, for me, over the axes, because you start at Rend 1, it means if you're playing something like um, Seraphon, with a big saurus block that ignore rend one, you can that turn that you're into them. You can pop the rend runes, to give yourself the rend two, just to really get through them.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah it makes sense.
0: Uh, and then the shields are just really good for when you get when you do get the charge, because you've got the um, the thirty dice that you roll and a six, everything does a mortal wound. And again, it can just tag a single model or a single unit and throw all the shields at the one target to perhaps pick off a support character or or just even do some. Some wounds against the unit that you're charging into.
1: Well I found it bizarre when Carl did it to me, he sat on an objective, charged me, and just sent out like a conga line of like eight guys in a line, touched one of my units, chucked thirty shields at it, and then it was like I could I could attack my whole unit in. And then he had the choice. If I was on the chance of a double, he could remove the back of the unit and leave my unit in combat. But if he was on the chance of the turn, he could remove the guys that were next to my model, so then be free to charge you again, and then charge me yeah. again. So, it was like it was quite an interesting tactic. I didn't really realise the shields work
0: that way. So, go, okay, it was quite an interesting yeah. thing to face. And, and then the other thirty have got the double axes. Um, they get to reroll. I don't to hit, know. Don't they? Yeah, they reroll to hit. So against, I don't know, Nighthorn, things like uh, Cunning Rook, things things that are. Multi-wound, low armor. Yeah. Where you, sort of the the plan is just to get as many dice rolls as shit, possible. And... Yeah, you, you've got your rerolls to hit, and then potential rerolls to wound. I think. Then you've got the choice with having the two tunnelling units. You can either throw both shield units, or you keep one shield unit back and do both um, picks and shields and double axes. I probably would have done picks and shields across all ninety had I thought about it earlier, but. I...
1: I, don't I think know.
0: having one, I think having an... one, one, unit for B-Roll to hit is is going to be handy, and I'm probably going to I'm probably going to sort of agree with that afterwards.
1: I think having the choice is better because if they've all got the same thing, you're like, well, that's you've only got one option. Whereas if you've got a different, the different weapon loadout, it's better in a different situation It will help you out in one. You're probably in one of the games. You're like, I really wish I had the axes. And you, yeah. you might find, oh, I really wish I had like everyone with picks, but at the end of the day, you've still got two with picks. So you've kind of gone, well, I'll take the better option in my head, but then I'll, one of the units, you might as well take the concession and take the axes, because in a lot of the games, you probably find that if you get them into the right unit as well, they're probably best served for that. And with the tunneling, you can kind of guarantee it. So I think it's a good Definitely. idea. I
0: played, I played around with numbers, and I think if, if something's got a 5-up a save, or worse the axes are significantly better yeah especially when you start getting the rerolls to wound as well because you've you've always got rend 1 on the turn that you want it yeah anyway yeah because of the rune. and then mm. yeah and like reroll rerolls to hit rerolls to wound is a thing right that,
1: that that's really powerful
0: definitely yeah especially when you've got potentially damned terrain as well depending right. on uh You've got the D three wounds taken from damn terrain, and you get the mortal save against it. Like it's, you're at no loss really to take it, unless you're on that hovering above the twenty line for um the guys left in the unit. Yeah. So, I think it's it's going to be an interesting list. I think the games might be quite quick, even though there's a lot of models in the army. I think my my sort of goal with this is keeping the Rune sun alive for a couple of turns. So. I've got to clog up their army with the Berserkers. Yeah. So, and then, yeah, as you say, if, you, if I take the second turn, go for the double, and then activate the, the Rend Rune or the double damage Rune, whichever, whichever one's going to be worth it at that point, then it just makes a an absolute hole in their army. And, yeah. and then, you've, then you've still got the movement Rune. And to turn three, afterwards. the
1: Prime can slam down as well if you're, uh, if you're in that position.
0: Yeah, exactly. I think it's going to be really fun, cause considering what I've used so far, well, Nighthaunt's a little bit different, but using the Blight Kings is very, uh, static and relies on, sort of, your opponent playing You've your game. You've not
2: really had that beatstick hero yet.
0: No, not at all.
2: No, because you took the Glocken,
0: right? <laughs> yeah, and the <laughs> Glocken's rubbish according to the internet. Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, at least you're honest about it. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's true. <laughs> So um, you're
1: you've got in your head then because you haven't played any games yet, have you? No. And you, you actually tell
0: have... a lie. No, I have. I played one game with a oh, completely different list against the change host.
1: Right. And how um, did that go? It's
0: the problem when Tony is <laughs> your only practice partner. Yeah, it's a bit of a uh,
1: steep learning curve that one, isn't
0: it? Yeah, it's out of the frying pan and right into the fire. Um, I lost. We played Scorched Earth. I lost it by one point. That's pretty good. Um, yeah, it was. The list that I took there didn't have the prime. It had two, three. units of three guy wardens, right? And they just yeah. all died on turn one. Yeah, I guess so. So the um, I How think they got better. Did you just there. use the tele- the swapping shenanigans,
1: or
0: yeah, there was uh, swaps? Did you have? Sky I think he actually. I think he just charged them with a the lot of change. Oh like, really? Because I I deployed like a bit of a spanner to be honest. Oh, right, I was going to say the like... rounded objective. Um, I, didn't on the sort of I, didn't, I didn't want him burning it. Yeah, that's the problem with that mission. Well, yeah, I think that if so, an army can only go for one of the one of the burns, then I can just line thirty slayers up across all three, and that yeah, should that's true. that sort of burny shenanigans, and then I've got a big chance of getting a couple of burns going forward. Because I, think, so yeah, that, that's um, one practice game.
1: I found in Scorched Earth that I, de- I deployed badly with my Night Nighthorns when I played it, because I put them on the objectives, and it's like, if I had them further back, he wouldn't have been able to charge them to get onto the objectives to burn them.
0: Yeah, that's a mistake I've made as well. And you then, think you're then, doing then, yourself a favour, but actually you're making it easier for them. Yeah, exactly. But but then he, what he could have done is he could have
1: used the fake dice to run the units and they could have just got within range. Um, but obviously then if they're sky and they're running, they're not shooting, so maybe it 's okay but
0: yeah then if you if you can if they burn an objective but then lose the big unit of skyfires, then I think you 're up,
1: yeah, and they 've used a fate at those six to do it as well, which is yeah, kind of... and
0: yeah.
1: that unit didn't shoot, yeah, so which you, is a big you've won, yeah you've won a lot of little battles there. yeah, so I think I think i in in hindsight play it better, but it 's kind of the this is a scenario that doesn't give you any. Um, sort of grace if you make a slight mistake, isn't it? Because exactly, you yeah. can't pull the objective back if they burn it down. You're like, oh god.
0: Yeah, and I think in that game as well, I the, the army was half built and nowhere near painted. And I, for some reason, I can't play with unpainted models. Like I play really badly when I'm using unpainted yeah.
1: stuff. So you just don't care. Just don't care about them.
0: Just throw them across the room. Like yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Um, but yeah, you're going to say anyway. So in theory, what? Um... Um, I can't remember what I was going to say. Um, brilliant. <laughs> um, <laughs>
1: um, anyway, um, so your in terms of your army um, in scenarios, which ones are you kind of thinking, that's a strong one for me, or that's one I'm going to struggle with, or is it entirely dependent on who you play and which mission?
0: Armies are going to make a, a difference, definitely. I think... Knife to the heart is going to be an interesting one. Um, I think that is again that's the that's the scenario I'm targeting with the list to try and to try and get the major in that because you can go you can be really good at all the other scenarios but if you don't get a major in knife to the heart you can't win the event. Mm. Well. Wow. Unless no one gets a major. Yeah. In it or in Blood and Glory you've got painting points as well and things like that but. I think as a theory, that's that's sound. And so, one of the things I think I'm going to struggle with, and I know I mentioned it a little bit earlier on, is duality. Yeah. Because a lot of my heroes don't move onto objectives.
1: Yeah, they set up, don't
0: they? they, they set up on them, Which
1: means so don't count as them.
0: Yeah, it just it just means I'm playing it, maybe playing a turn behind, or I let them go first and and charge onto them and things. But so this,
1: in theory, you could let them let them go first go onto it then just pop up and double double axe and all the rest of it and just kill the heroes and then take yeah double, the double axe and shield and then just take things. them yourselves. So and then you're winning then aren't you
0: yeah that's it you don't need to be on them from turn one as long as what is on them is killable
1: yeah, um, yeah you wouldn't want a Star Drake landed on one would you so erm uh... Because you don't have a lot of morphins, no. do you? So it's not—it's quite a tough model for you to deal with early game as well. Because the prime won't be powerful enough to go in and kill it. So
0: yeah, so you, yeah, you don't want that going on in turn one. I, Star Drake does worry me a little bit. That's that's one of the, the things I think. Again, though, like, having played against Stormcast four rounds out of five at Face Summer, if you can just tie it up, it, it doesn't do an awful lot. Now, no it doesn't. But in general, does it? it just needs to stand on a objective? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And once it's there I think I can kill one, but I need to do it in the turn that I get the rend rune on. Yeah. Yeah. And if I get if I get the rend three I'm laughing, but
1: Yeah, it's tough. I mean um it is killable, but it's just, it is, this is one of those models of pain to deal with is isn't it? So, um, it's quite interesting. I played Carl with Total Conquest. He didn't have the same list as you, but he had a similar, he had that same formation. He had, a diff, he had the Lords of the Lodge um, in Total Conquest. Um, and I found that that's actually, seems like it'd be a really good mission, but I actually think it's quite hard because with the deployment, it's quite easy to get the Fire Slayers away enough from your units with Chaffee units to to allow you to be able to formulate a, a proper counter attack.
0: Yeah, uh, remind me Total Conquest is the funky deployment one. Yeah, the funky deployment. So it's
1: it's like you're deploying diagonally across the table, but it's yeah. in like a step, and then you, you get one
0: point for an objective, but two if you take it off of your opponent. Um Yeah, that I, that one I think it's just a case of playing the long game. Yeah. Because if they're if they're splitting the army up to get the say three objectives, yeah. Then if if I can take one or two from them, chances are I'm not going to lose it. Mm. So I think when you mentioned Carl's list, he had quite a lot of smaller units.
1: We had two thirties and a fifteen, and then a ten and a five, and then some characters and a magma drops, so
0: a few. Okay, so. He still had a couple of big units, but yeah. one of them died to curse the ears. So.
1: Yeah, yeah. So that was on turn um, So I mean, he was up on the okay. star at that point, but I was able to... Because I'd killed the Rune son, and I had um, cursed the ears off one of the, his main combat unit, and I was basically... Grind, and because I'm playing, my death army is very resilient, and it comes back to life. It was just grinding off the fire slayers better than they were surviving. And as yeah. soon as the... The immune to battle shock went, and he'd use that rune on turn one as well. Um, I was able to use the
0: immune to battle shock rune on turn one.
1: Yeah. Um, Okay. Because he took position and then used it to try and retain protection, but because the the way the board spread out, you couldn't really use the bubble from the magma draft to protect all your units. Yeah. He used the the rune to basically get board position and then just try and absorb if i got a double but i think he should have given me the first turn but we discussed it after the game but it's like he's just learning with the army as well and the scenario first time he played the scenario so it's like it's, i think it's quite an interesting game by the end of it and we we didn't play it all out we've got to like the turn where if he won the priority role, i probably would have won the game if i won it um then i i had a good chance of winning and I managed to sort of say where well, these would go here, this would do that. You know, you kind of just fast play it, don't you? Cause it's a weekday and you've got, yeah. you got work tomorrow. So you don't want to be up too late. So, <laughs> um, but I think, I think total conquest is, is actually quite a good mission for you guys. I mean, like, I mean, having the ability to come up and just, cause you've got over 20 models as well. They trump capturing. So it's, and they're really resilient. So, but the only issue yeah. you've got is your army kind of wants to be in a, to work, in a synergistic way and you want to use those units aggressively but they kind of got to babysit a little bit but the prime is fantastic in that because you can come and drop and go for their home there's what i call the home objective is the one that's in your deep deployment zone if that makes sense so yeah it's um i think yeah i think it's good but i mean so do you think scorched earth is that is that a good mission for you because you could just pop up charge i assume and then burn the objectives is that
0: that's the plan yeah Um, Scorched Earth is really matchup dependent I think the best thing for Scorched Earth is I think I can unless it's a murder host or something like that's super aggro like that I know that I'm going to be on the front foot I'm going to be the one looking to burn and I don't think that people can come round to try and get mine Yeah, because the moment they leave their own then there's a lot of stuff that's going to sort of rain on them so I think Scorched Earth's a big one to just just get on the front foot and stay on the front foot as long as you're pressuring their objectives. And if you're in a position where you don't burn them, which I think is the best thing. Like, if you get on an objective turn one in Scorched Earth, you never, you shouldn't burn it. No. If Especially with a with a unit of 30 Volkite, you, you wait, you, you get two or three points off it and then burn it on turn four. Yeah, unless you think because... you're going to lose it on the double turn back, then... Yeah, the, the moment you get on that objective, and this is not Fire Slayer specific, I think a lot of people are playing this wrong with Scorched Earth. The moment that you get on that objective, if you burn it, you, all, you take away any incentive for the opponent to come and deal with that unit. Yeah. Whereas if you're on there scoring points every turn, it just gives them that glimmer of hope that they can get it back. And it's just another choice that the opponent has to make. The other thing as well, though, like
1: you've got to think about what are you going to do with that unit in the next turn. So if you're on for a double turn, for example, and you're on it, if you don't burn it, and then you win the turn roll, and you suddenly your hard alpha strike unit has to sit on it because they you've got nothing else that can get there. You're like, oh, well, I wish I burn it because I could have then gone and attacked the middle objective or another
0: objective. So um, the thing is with the with the berserkers, the units are big enough that you can do like bit of both, you can yeah. be. Yeah, you can be attacking an objective if you then don't kill the thing that's attacking. Yeah, exactly, but it gives you the choice. So if you tail your unit back towards the other objective, you attack the other one, because they're only, what, 18 inches apart? 24 apart? 24, I think, yeah. So you can attack the second home objective, but still keep the tail of your unit within range to burn the back one. So if you then don't get control of the middle one, for example, you can then just say, well, I'll just burn the back one. Whereas if you get control of the, the middle one, you've then got the choice of, well, I can just sit on that one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then, yes, you, you're only getting points for one of them, but you've just got that option to burn yeah. the other one if, if you'd be.
1: Yeah, I suppose so. So that's uh, Scorched Earth. So what about um, Star Strike, then? Is that, that a mission you're going to be good at,
0: or you're not sure? I think... That's an iffy one. I think it, 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 I'm considering sort of unorthodox deployment strategies in Star Strike,
1: mm. and sort
0: of just not coming on the board for a, a turn, just waiting to see where things yeah, appear. That's the
2: beauty of your army; you can just come yeah. down when you know where stuff's going to be, and you've got the prime
0: to come down later on, so you know you're going to get one of those
2: stars later on in the game.
0: That's and then, I'm. I'm right in thinking Star Strike, you score points equal to the battle round. Yeah. Yeah. So if you just pinch the opponent's one in turn five, it's five points. Yeah.
2: Well, well yeah, you could just drop down at the end uh, in your four, snag their yeah. one, clean it off, get four. Hopefully, you tank it for five. That's nine points just from the prime on his own.
1: Yeah. That's pretty good. I think the, the prime's going to be really good in that mission, but I think the problem you've got is that are you going to allow yourself enough room to compete? The objectives when they drop, or are they going to basically be able to almost like body you out because you don't really have anything on the table, do you? Um, I suppose you've got one. No, unit but... of Volkites,
0: you can run into the middle of the table and just like, you know. And in in some cases, you you might not tunnel if it's a horde army. You just deploy on the board yeah. because you've always got the plus four move room for the turn that things start dropping. Yeah, that's true. So you know you you could be you could be running fourteen inches.
1: Yeah, and that, on that turn, that's pretty viable, isn't it? I mean, that's that's enough speed to get to an objective. If you're in an essential line of the table, you know, there's probably enough speed to get to any of the objectives you need to. Um,
0: yeah, but... and again, the like even if you're not there on the turn, it comes down. The, the the late game's what matters in that scenario. Yeah, that's true. As long as you don't fall too far behind.
1: Yeah, I guess no. so. It seems logical. Um, so. Any any other scenario tip bits you want to give away before the event so people will know what to do against you or are you uh, you happy to to sort of wrap up there with these scenarios?
0: That's, I think that they're, they're sort of my initial thoughts. They they could be right, they could be wrong. Yeah without without having played many games, you know, one against change host, which doesn't really count. And it wasn't the same I, list as um, well, was it? So No. I'm I'm purely working on theory, which I have done every time I've played an AOS event, so yeah, I, all right I think. Considering, I was going to say you do have a pretty good win rate, though. So
2: you
0: can't, you know, can't really say it's bad. I, I, Instincts is is roughly all right. I think. I think there's there's going to be some. Yeah. I think the the shock version, like this this sort of version of the list, if somebody's not played against it and doesn't know. How to deal with it? I think will be quite not an easy game, but it, it would it was not going to be too difficult think, to to get really far up.
1: I think people would just not realise the synergies and how to break the synergies down. Because it's like when I yeah. played Carl and it was like, "What's that guy do?" And he's like, "He does this thing," and it, it, all the stuff seems a little bit random and doesn't really seem like other abilities from other armies that do the same thing. It's a bit like the Banner. So, like, the Battlesmith, for example, it's like, oh, you just, in your hero phase, you just say that he's raising the icon, but you don't actually plant it. Yeah. So, he just, you just,
0: he's you like, just go, i waving have... the
1: icon. It's like, what? So, it's okay. like, but what's quite interesting about that is you can't retreat if you use... Units can't retreat if they're innate of him. So, yeah, that's quite important. It could be anyway. Um, but then, like, you can do this, the def- none defile the icon thing if he dies, and then you can basically... Re-roll is it hits and wounds and... hit and wound but
0: can't move or something. Yeah, along those other options. than to pile in. So the, the no retreat one's quite interesting because you can still play around that a little bit and you can get your rerolls within eight and then just for your casualties in their turn take off the ones that are within eight and then retreat the turn after.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, that makes sense. So it's if you th- if you've only got one model with eight, it's it's not really that much of a hindrance. I can't see them in many places that you're going to want to retreat with the army anyway. But
1: no, but you know you never uh, know if it's yeah. Um, but I just think it's like rules like that, like that model, not really knowing that he's the guy that's giving you the reroll armor saves. If you don't target him, then that's that's quite a big deal, you know. Mm-hmm. And he's only got five wounds, so it's like if you kill him, the, the not rerolling saves is is a massive, um, kind of like a portion of your survivability is gone, you know? Yeah. So, uh, and it's like the the uh, Magma Dwarf is actually... does mortal wounds if you hurt him, and then you roll under, and then he does extra mortal wounds. But if you just kill him in one hit, he doesn't do any damage.
0: Yes. Oh, yeah. The, the Magma drop
1: in reality, is pretty rubbish, yeah. to be honest. It must be rubbish, because I killed
2: one with a great and clean one.
1: It's rubbish, but it's also pretty key to your army, isn't it? So,
0: Yeah, the, I think... One of the biggest reasons to take the guy on the Magmadroth is just to increase his base size. Yeah. Just so all of you within X inches can be. Because um, you can out take that, that, that here on
1: foot, can't you? So.
0: Yeah, you can do that on foot in the Kimband, but then you've got to tunnel him to get the effect of him because he's just not quick enough to keep up with your tunneling units. Yeah. And
1: also, it gives makes him more survivable, doesn't it? I mean, technically. Yeah. So. No, that's cool um, okay then so we talked about scenarios and your list and, and stuff so if you talking about the current meta then like what armies are out and what you've seen at events what ones do you think you're going to do well against what you're going to struggle against and is it i mean you've mentioned zinch already but is there any that you've particularly bought, bought that
0: army in your head when you
1: wrote the list that you thought i want to be able to beat
0: this i, I think zinch is the key one isn't it you mm-hmm. to win an event you're gonna have to fight through a Zinch player for the most part. Yeah. Um you've got Zinch and Murder Host, I think, are the two targets that you've gotta hit. But Murder Host is quite scenario specific in some in some ways as well. Yeah. So I wanted to make sure that I can that I've at least got game against both of those. Um having never played against Murder Host, I don't know whether I don't know.
1: Right.
0: I think I think you I can can't
2: handle against it. <laughs> no, 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 no Because he'll take um, the entire board and
0: you'll lose Because you won't be able to deploy a single model Yeah the, um, the theory behind the murder host one Is that there might be enough bodies To survive the mortals on the first turn yeah. Just through the four up saves And I think then once I'm starting to hit it back Then I'm I'm winning, maybe. I don't you, know. You
1: don't need to activate the immune to battle shock thing, do you? That's just always on. Is that right? That's always on. Yeah. So even yeah, if you so... get, if
0: even if he goes first, yeah, it's on. So
1: yeah, that's pretty good. So you you should be all right. I mean, you could probably just put one. It depends. say it depends on the mission, doesn't it? But um, if if you, you just, if you, you survive just the always... initial turn, you'd probably you'd probably murk them all off, wouldn't you, with your axes and shooting and you know all that kind of stuff.
0: I think so. Because if like if you get a hero phase with your models on the board, like your two units that are alive are rerolling wounds, potentially re-rolling hits, shooting twice with a probably a plus one damage rune. I don't know, but yeah, I think I don't think it's a, an awful matchup. Bloodletters die in droves.
2: As yeah. soon as you can hit them back, they just fall to bits. So if you can uh, if you can take that initial turn one like flood across the board and, and not die you, you just should be able
0: to you know should be able to tank if it out if they barrel across the board prime comes on behind and starts killing a few of the support characters yeah they've um, only got enough stuff dotted around the backfield that you would yeah to that
1: because,
0: uh, you, he'd have flesh hounds
2: or something like scattered around that blood secretor. You you wouldn't be able to land anywhere near it okay but you can get a twelve-inch charge off with you know, or a nine-inch charge, whatever away, if he leaves you some space. So yeah, the
0: prime its not a done a deal, is it?
2: A small footprint, isn't it? So it's
0: yeah, hundred mil rounds. So yeah, yeah.
1: Well, I think
2: it's. Um... I think it'd be a tough match, but I think you, I think you could be, be able to do
1: well, it. Well, I think like any game like that, if you're playing like some of the sorry the players you've got in your mind like Dan Ford, and you're playing them in that mit- with that army, it's always going to be a tough game, but. You know, if you've got, if you feel you've got the tools to compete, then that's enough, isn't it? So I think that's it. The yeah, worst but... bits when you've got an army and you go, well, I just doesn't matter what I do, I don't think I can beat this, and that's not brilliant. If you're yeah, in
0: that, position. that was my, that was my at Facehammer with the Nighthorn in the last round. Yeah, because you literally Basically. just go,
1: can't do anything about that, so I just lose. Yeah, I had the same when Shewitt, I played I... the change host in uh, Duality uh, um, Blackout. It's like I, no, it doesn't matter how well I play.
0: I literally can do yeah. nothing
2: here.
0: I could have sixty fate dice and still not be able to win. Yeah. So Yeah, I think I think I've got I've got game against most things and having played with combat armies pretty much solidly, I've never really had shooting before <laughs> with the Nighthorn and with the Blight Kings. Um I think being able to use big units of combat troops should be okay for me. Yeah. It's something that I've done before, so
1: that's cool. Right then, so before we sort of finish up, where's your predictions then for your
0: your finish with your fire slayers at Blood and Glory? Um, I would, I would like top ten. Yeah, I think, I think top ten would put me in masters positions. Yeah. Um, obviously, I'd, I I want podium. Yeah. Um I think continuing my run of taking a trophy at every event, best order,
1: right? Oh, okay,
0: um, I think would would be. I honestly I to, think you
2: could make top ten. It's going to be a hundred plus players potentially at the moment. So in that size field, I, I reckon you do
0: you do well. Yeah, I, I think top ten's easily achievable. Not not it's not a dead cert or anything like that because. The army it's can't just fall apart. And in,
1: isn't it?
0: So, yeah in big yeah. in big events like this and like South Coast GT, if you get you could draw Jack Armstrong in round one, lose your game, and then play somebody else who's really good who just happened to have a rough draw as well. Yeah. yeah. So you can almost be playing your games five and six on games one and two. yeah. yeah, yeah. If you can if you can sort of dodge that and only be playing those sort of rounds later on in the event, especially than me in, in the situation that I'm in having to learn the army on day one again.
1: Yeah.
0: Again. I always do it to myself. Um if I if I get a tough draw day one I'm I might really struggle. But if I can bed in with the army and then play sort of the 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 better slightly better players on, on day two then it's it sort of takes you get a,
1: a game to get your eye in, doesn't it? And sort of understand yeah, the,
0: I, positional stuff and I'm I'm not. The, I'm not too bad this time from Face Hammer to Blood and Glory, but I haven't done an awful lot of events, and they've been that far apart that the meta changes so much that I've been playing a different game every time I turn up to an event. Yeah. So, like, have, Aegon that I played earlier in the year was the first time I played against a Rook before it was nerfed. Things like that. So mm. this time I've I've played against some of the the uh, the top armies, which is. Oh. Uh,
2: I was going to say, is there time for a practice game on the Friday? Can you get in some games just to get the? Oh, I don't want to break the streak.
0: No. Oh, Tra- of practice not practice games. gaming. <laughs> um, no, I think at the end there would be time, and I, I think it's going to be worth playing one game. I'm, I'm trying to organise something for the Thursday beforehand with um, some of the Sheffield lot, like John Dale and AD Mac and yeah. people like that. So That'd they're be not too far away to play. From this play with yeah so i think that mainly not a practice game to learn how to use the army but i think there's enough models in there that i need to learn to play quickly
1: yeah yeah
0: definitely uh time could be quite an issue with having so many models
1: if you've got any plan with like having like a set of dice a number of like a number of axes in a pot and just like like, roll 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 like quick
0: are you got anything like that you're gonna do no i think i don't think i'll need it i think Two and a half hours is is plenty of time. I think, I don't think, I I can't see myself struggling time, but I like to finish my games a little bit earlier. Yeah, because I found the game with Carl took ages because we both had
1: very resilient armies and we were both like, we were both struggling from like, what does that do again? What's that stat line? What's the rules on that? Because I hadn't played with my death for ages and he hadn't really Mm. played many games with the Fire Slayers, but I think if you're comfortable with the rules. And you know roughly what everything does. You could be quite quick with it, but it's i it yeah, worrying.
0: I've, rightly or wrongly, I've always played AOS in that don't I don't don't tell me what your stuff does. Yeah,
1: yeah. I,
0: I don't I don't know enough about the game to formulate a plan based on you telling me your rules. Just I can get an idea from looking at it. Is it on a big base? That's roughly how many wounds it's got. Has it got a big weapons? You know, is it a fighter unit? Is it a shooter unit? Something like that, and I'd. I focus a lot on just knowing my own army really, really well. Okay. Which means sometimes I get caught out. Change Host was one of those the first time I played it. Yeah, I I think everyone gets caught
1: out by the Change Host the first time they play it, though, which is probably why it's doing so well at the moment, because people haven't had exposure to
0: it. I I always forget, this is my thing with Change Host, is that it does the swap, and then it can move. Yeah. That's, I, I... I play to the swaps and the positions but forget that the units afterwards can just act normally. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I, like I say
1: I've only played against it once and um, couldn't tell you half the rules again now. I've forgotten most of it. So always um, so each player is just cheating. Especially with the, the FAQ as well because a lot of the rules are different to what they are printed. So you have to go and look at the FAQ. So it's a bit... yeah. I'm sure. I'm mm. sure there is a lot going on like that. That not not necessarily cheating, but just playing things incorrectly, um, because it's it's quite a complicated um, rule mechanic. The army, isn't it? So um,
0: yeah. So well, yeah. Overall, I think I'm I'm happy with the list. But you know, when we uh, speak again afterwards, that might be completely different. <laughs> but uh, so it's...
1: anything out there are you worried about playing? I mean, you. you... You said about you sort of you're prepared for murder host and you're prepared for uh, change
0: host. I'm still I'm still worried about playing them if I'm being honest because I think they're still doesn't matter how prepared you are they're still the strongest armies in the game. Right? Yeah. Um, there's there's always the the weird sort of meta breaking list that appears at every event like Jack's list at Facehammer. Yeah. So you know those little one trick pony lists it, that might it, only work. It is work.
2: blood and glory.
0: Is it? Yeah. What... With Jack or with somebody else?
2: No, I think I think it's one of his friends is playing it. He said someone is playing it, but it's not Craig Nambar who borrowed it
0: for the GT. Right. I don't. Which... I don't think that list in particular would be too much of a worry. If Jack's but... using
1: it, it's different, isn't it? So.
0: Yeah, and there's but every event there seems to be somebody that takes something completely off the wall, and does really well with it. Yeah. This time it might be me. I don't know. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. You, know, it, it, you don't. You haven't seen, other than um, Carl Smith at, what event was that, Blackout, mm. um, with his three Droth army, I think that caught people by surprise, that they just didn't really know what the new Fire Slayers did. Um, I'm not sure whether there's going to be a load more Fire Slayers at Blood and Glory, because people are starting to get them painted. I know there's a couple of people taking Fire
2: Slayers, so you won't be alone there. Mm.
0: They're um, a good army. Like, they're, they're solid, I think. And I've not been—I've uh, not kept it a secret. So if people have been talking to me, I think me and Ricky Mee had a really good conversation at Face Summer about yeah. them. So yeah, there might be a few more people rocking them, but I think I'd like to think my list might be different to the norm with the Prime. Yeah.
1: So. Well, I think that might give you the X factor. I mean, how do you feel about a mirror match then? If you if you come against another fire slayer army, I know they could be very different, but a similar is it just
0: just play better, um, or is it? I think it's whoever can kill the support pieces. Yeah. So you want every turn you want to be knocking one rule off your opponent's army. Yeah. So if you can, perhaps if you can come up and kill the the re-roll armor saves, for example. Like if you can get up on that sort of one yeah. for one exchange of special rules, then you should, in theory, get the win.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, I would, I would say it would if the, if the lists were near enough identical, it would be whoever killed the Immune to Battle Shock first. Yeah. Okay. Because, or the, the, whoever goes first would probably do better because the moment that I knock. A unit down to less than twenty, and reduce that ward save on them. Then, yeah, you're you're sort of you, you're winning the trade off.
1: Yeah, it's a good point. I and mean, it's, do you it's find... the opportunity
0: if you? Go on, sorry. I
1: was just going to say. Um, do Do you find that like how many drops is your army? I mean, how
0: how many deployments is it? Uh, it's going to sound awful, but I don't actually know. Oh, Okay, um, <laughs> it can be. Because if you if you so, use the tunneling, you have you can't deploy them as part of the formation, can you? Because they're no, so you are deploying some of the formation, yeah, and then you've got two, three, four. This prime is still a drop, isn't he? Because yeah. he just deploys yeah. up in the sky.
2: You
0: so quite it, a few drops, then, like six or might seven. be six,
1: yeah, yeah. Um, but you'd and potentially you'd these... drop it to well, no, because you still got yeah, it'd still be six, wouldn't it? Even if you deployed the formation and the Hysteria separately, yeah, so, yeah. So it's about six I think
0: So it's not too bad. Having it's not too bad. I, I think giving the opponent the choice of first or second as well will affect the way that they deploy. Yeah, and that one of the big one of the big things about taking the Prime is the idea that there isn't really a correct way to deploy against me. Yeah. So you, you spread out to stop the Prime nuking, and it means that the Fire Slayers can pick some units off with impunity, or you bunch up to stop the Fire Slayers' effectiveness and increase your counterattack potential, and I just deploy away from you and deploy Prime and just D3 Mortal Wounds every turn.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. So,
0: giving them the option of then taking first or second turn takes the decision away from me because i don't think it's obvious either way in some cases
1: i think as well the prime's quite a nice little like um psychological piece where you can be like if if you're they're starting to bunch up and you're like i wish they'd spread out you could be like oh yeah don't forget the prime can do this attack that does d3 mortals all right all right i better push everything away better push everything the ben
0: johnson approach yeah yeah yeah. (laughs)
1: Yeah. psychological warhammer or you go or you go oh you know i can come up from anywhere get your nine inch sticks and as they're like deploying you just you just start oh I'll just put a stick down oh i could fit there oh great you know um or yeah. as they do their movement phase and you just go i oh, just want to measure something just put the nine inch stick there and go oh cool yeah i can fit there oh, i'll move back yeah. i'll move it back and you're like yeah cool cool i wanted
2: you to move you literally it back. just put sticks everywhere so your opponent hasn't got a fucking clue what you're doing you don't have to
0: know what you're doing either you just got to make them think you know so what this,
2: you're
0: doing i mean this is one of somebody asked me for some advice ages ago I think it was actually Ben on an uh, episode of Bad Dice when we um, we were all at Ben's house and we were talking about heaven's magic in 8th Ed and um, how best to use heaven's magic and what the best tip I gave was just just cast comet yeah because it they'll mean... dispel it because even if you haven't got a, an absolute clue where you're going to put the comet they think you know yeah so they they and... don't want
1: you they obviously go, well, I don't want him having that spell so
0: yeah it could it. be, it could be the worst spell in the world at that given moment. But because they, there's that unknown factor, they just don't want to see them themselves being wrong.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think, I think that that's a good part of the War, Warhammer in, in a way, isn't it? Is that kind of that psychological bit? And it's a bit like yeah. when I played Carl, and um, I was I was talking up Curse of the Years, and um, I knew he had the automatic dispel. And what I didn't want, I wanted him to dispel curse the ears, and not the five up save, um, which I think is called unholy Unho- vitality on the crypt horrors, because mm. I didn't want to lose the crypt horror unit. So he just dis- he used the automatic dispel on curse the ears, and then I cast the five up save, and that allowed my crypt horrors to survive and get double healed, and then double turned yeah. him back. And then it was Whereas like, if you'd have dispelled that
0: spell, he might have just have gone through the sorry. Yeah, and, yeah. Would,
1: and and then like Curse of the Years is very unlikely to work, although it did work, but it's unlikely to work. So it was almost like talking up Curse of the Years meant that even when he did his first turn, he just made sure everything was outside of eighteen of arcane, And that's kind mm-hmm. of why he's in my army. He's just there to he's just there to troll people. It's like you know what he can do, right? No, what can you do? Oh, he can do this. All right, I'll make sure I'm outside of eighteen, and you're
0: like, great, because I'm actually just using him to control space. Um, yeah, I played against one at the Six Nations against Ireland in the first round. Yeah, and like the the moment I was like, oh, what does that spell do? And it's like, oh, it's, you know, roll the six, then you roll the five, then you roll the four, etc. And if you get down to a one, the unit dies, and you, you're like, hang on, what? What? Yeah, the unit just dies. It's like, yeah, it doesn't matter what save you've got because I can't fail the roll anymore. I was like, oh, great. I was like, "Oh shit! I best avoid that." But I actually, sat down and worked out the chance of it happening. I was like, "Do you know what? I just have to play into it."
1: Yeah.
0: It's just one of those things that if you, if it happens like it did for you at the GT, yeah. shit. Oh well, take your beats, move on. But if you if you let somebody control that uh, massive base, eighteen inch range, you're never going to win the game.
1: No. I and you've got
0: to the moment that you're putting yourself in a position where. You're trying not to lose the game. You're never going to win.
1: Yeah, because you're not trying to win. You're trying not.
0: Yeah. If you yeah. want, if you need to, win, if you want to win an event, you've got to win the game. And you, to win the game, you've got to put yourself in a position to win, not in a position to not lose.
1: Yeah, exactly. So it's like it's like when people go, "Well, oh, I can't really play this mission, so I'm going to just play for the minor." It's like, no, you should always play for the major. You know that, that that's how you win events. that's how you win tournaments. You know. Uh, like, yeah. Hence,
0: uh, that that's sort of the the to big the heart thing mentality. about yeah. knife to the heart. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I my you need army, to be that guy that gets the major over everyone else getting the minor. My army is actually
1: designed for knife to the heart a little bit as well, so I'm hoping that um I can power through on that mission. Um but you know, I'm not gonna give too much away. But that's my uh yeah, that's my well, so
0: you, drag me on here and let me give everything away, but then don't say anything yourself.
1: Yeah, that's it. I Standard. Said, I said plenty. It's the power of owning bit. a
0: podcast. Yeah, it?
1: I just edit the bits out that have slipped that I've I've given too much away. Um, yeah no i'm just kidding um okay so i think i mean this isn't a short show and we'll do a gt final wrap up you know how we got on and everything that would be a massive uh show and then we obviously want to talk um catch up with the gt uh final champion which is our very own byron um brian order. and we yeah brian order and then we <laughs> and we want to go into detail on um you know, uh, sort of touch on Face Hammer a little bit, and and also about Blood and Glory. So, um, you we might not get a chance to do the final show before Blood and Glory. So it might we, hopefully we can do it next week. Uh, but I've got quite a lot of painting to do, so it might be that we we have to do it after Blood and Glory, which will be fine. Um, but there will be a report on it, and it might even just focus around. Um, Byron's army and his games. Uh, if you are interested, obviously you could you could subscribe to Twitch um, for Warhammer TV, and you can watch the games back. With Dan Heelan was commentating on there with Martin, and um, Byron was featured in two of the games. So um, you know that's that's a, a viable way to see how his list works and how he plays, and you know that'd be great. And if you've got any questions, if you watch the game back and you want to ask uh, Byron something, just get in touch. You know on Twitter or something, and we will address it on the show um or on facebook if you if you're on there we don't use facebook very often but we we do read our messages so just send us a message on there so um anything else you want to talk about tom before we uh we close up or are you you're all done and dusted no that's that's it for me and go about? back to painting yeah get back to <laughs> the, the, batch painting your, your your naked your
0: naked hairy dudes um, oh, I've done the, all the naked hairy dudes are done. I've just got to do the bases after I threw a fit and yeah. decided to change my basing scheme last minute. I did that. I've changed my basing scheme, and I'm like, oh my god, I've got to paint them all. Um, I've done. The, I've done my display board to my old bases and everything as well. Um, so I need no. to, uh, to be honest, get me a can of brown spray, and it'll all be fine.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's probably the approach I should have took, um, but I didn't.
2: Uh, <laughs> so Terry, you got anything you want to add, or are you? you don't no, know? I'm. I'm, I've just been thinking through that show how I'm going to beat um, Tom's list. I, I don't really know. I, I've listened, obviously, to him talk about dwarves the whole show, but I still don't really know how to beat him. so oh, I'll right. just have to wait and see. Well, that's
1: a <laughs> pretty good result, then, I guess. I guess probably the key point would be shoot off the Magma Drop with the skyfires. Yeah,
2: <laughs> no, shoot shoot the Magma Drop off with Skyfires. Just 12 She's more wounded off, one shot, you, job done. Or
1: so. take out the uh, re-roll save dude and you know, yeah. Gaunt summoner everything off the table. Just roll really well, mate. Just like make all those just just play for it. Yeah. Wound yeah. Saves, you know. Yeah. Make all the regen set. Oh no, that's a different edition.
0: Um, purple sun. Just make those just
1: make uh, purple sun. Six yeah. dice for the win.
0: So you used to be dwarves, didn't? Yeah.
1: Also initiative. Oh, boom. <laughs> <laughs> um. Right. Cool. So I think that about wraps up for the show. So thanks for listening. And if you've got any comments or questions, you can. Obviously, get in touch with us, but um cool. All right, we'll catch you all soon. Cool, bye bye. To make sure you don't miss out on any more hammer to your face. Subscribe to us on iTunes, add our RSS feed to your reader, and follow us on Twitter at facehammer underscore. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you'd like to give us some feedback, we'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening.